Booyah, and it's time for the Game Sports Show. This is the Strike Zone Edition Season 2, Episode 3. It is your host, David McCaig Jr., and I'm joined by the one and only, you may know him from the classic film, The Rookie in the 1990s hit film, Connor Henderson, my friend, how are you? Uh, I'm doing terrible, Dave. Uh, I've had a bad day, uh, but I'm really excited now because I get to talk to you about some baseball. So I'm, I'm feeling better every single moment. Well, that's good. We won't have to get into the details of why your day was bad, okay? But we're going to make it better, like you said, talking a little bit of baseball here. And the baseball season is in full swing, okay? You could talk local with it. And for anyone wondering what local means, that would be Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, because that's where the game sports show is based. And also, we can talk national. Heck, we can talk college in the States. We can talk a whole bunch of baseball because the season is just absolutely swinging for the fences. But before I do that, I want to make sure I remind listeners to hit like, follow, and subscribe on all the platforms of the Game Sports Show. We are powered by the Game Entertainment and Media, the TGEM Network YouTube channel. Go over there, check it out. Okay. Subscribe. Great content there from sports, mental health. You got agriculture. That's just content of podcasts on there. You don't want to miss on that. Okay. Now, speaking of TGEM, Connor. Okay. I know people are going to wonder what our agenda is. You know what? I'll say it quick. We're going to go into a local fun chat, if you will. And then we're going to transition to professional baseball and starting with that local fun chat, quote unquote, TGEM. Okay. Wait, Dave, why are you mentioning TGEM? That was a, an ad placement or that was, that's the game entertainment media. Well, you know what? You're right. It is. But TGEM is also a known brand in terms of our local men's league open baseball league okay so the t-gem pandas all right and this is the first time that we're talking about some season play on the show because you and i haven't had an addition in a couple weeks and the last time when we talked we did talk about the t-gem pandas it was actually t-gem we didn't have the pandas name official at that time uh, but we were talking t-gem and now that the name has been released it's known and People are like, hey, what is TGEM? I've searched it on the internet. I've searched it on uh, Facebook. They're, they found the Facebook page. The Instagram page, well, that's down right now because Instagram sucks. That's a long story. But you have TGEM, okay? That is on YouTube. That is on Facebook that you can check out. But sponsoring a, a baseball team in our men's league, okay? Along with, obviously, the Hellcats being there, the Donuts. There is three teams in this league, and we also have the involvement of our local Black Sox baseball youth organization, which is definitely a great add to our league to allow us to play some more games. But the reason why I'm bringing up local baseball here is to, yes, promote TGM a little extra and the league a little bit for anybody who wants to play that hardball excitement. But, Connor, you were in attendance because you are a former player of, well, not a panda. You haven't been a panda. You're on our spare. You haven't wore a panda jersey yet. But obviously, before the pandas, we were called the Game Sports Show Renegades. Okay. So, longtime teammate of yours truly for four years uh, with the Renegades. Now, you were on the bench last game watching the TGM Bandas play the U15 Black Sox. And now you're probably wondering on the other end, okay, you probably got men's league baseball playing against under 15. Listen, let me tell you, this is our top talent of youth talent in Sault Ste. Marie. It's not a joke of a team. Okay. I'm just going to flat out say that, but Connor, you were there. Tell the listeners about the league. If you want to tell us about what you thought of that game and overall just about the uh, men's open baseball and what's going on locally a little bit. I think I have a very uh, fun and unique perspective on this game because uh, as you know, I've been affiliated with uh, the Sault Ste. Marie Black Sox in the past, uh, both as a player and as a coach. 
Uh, and I have played uh, on the TGEM uh, team in the past. Uh, as you mentioned, we were uh, teammates once I retired from the Black Sox program. So it was great getting to see a lot of uh, old friends at the game uh, on both sides of the contest. Um, a couple of friends of mine uh, coach currently uh, for the Black Sox and then, of course, play for, for your team as well. And it was really great to see some of the, the top youth talent getting a chance to compete uh, and get reps against uh, a bunch of older folks who are just out there uh, having a good time and uh, trying to play some hardball in the city. And it's just great to get to see them play. And it's great to see you run the bases, despite the fact that you're, you're aging back uh, makes it harder for you to slide. You still have those wheels to fly down the base path, which I, which I always love to see every game. Honestly, you know, the, the season, the stats came out actually today, they were released. We have a TGEM Pandas uh, Facebook group, and I will name uh, the top averages right now. JJ Bergman, who's had three at-bats, he's only played uh, one game so far, but he has a six six seven average, so he had a good uh, first game. Uh, Nathan Inch only has one game down as well, but uh, he did play in the first game for us, but that game, uh, he played on the other team because the other team had to forfeit. So he actually played against us and he went three for four in that game, but that's not tracked. So unfortunately for Nathan Inch, he's still second on the team though, the six, six, seven average, the guy's coming off a four thirty nine average last year. Absolutely gross. Ashley Hoff will be in third with a 600 average. Currently we have Ryan Calismo with 44, Malcolm McPhee with a 400 and yours truly dropped from a plus 500 average now to three sixty four. Okay. So not horrible numbers, uh, but certainly not where I was at prior to the game where I went 0 for 3 last game, as Connor saw and was talking about my sliding. I got called out twice, I believe. Was it twice? No, once. Was it once on sliding? I can't even recall. I'm already losing my memory. But either way, I got called out for not sliding. Yeah, I take it a little bit extra easy on the old back, and I'm not even old. Uh, but the wheels, you got it, Connor. The wheels are still – I didn't know I still had those wheels until I started running this year, and they're still there. They haven't fallen off the hinges yet. But overall, it, it was a, a great game. Last game, it was a first home run in TGM Pandas, quote-unquote, not renegade or combined history, but our first home run in three years that we've seen since Trevor Duvall hit one in our first year of operation, uh, where Ashley Hoff hit a home run uh, right to dead left over, just over the fence into the bushes uh, at Strathclair Hardball Fields there. So it's uh, it was a it was a good game. The kids put on a really good fight, and we it, it's, it's equal out there, the talent all around, and your friend coaches the Black Sox, the team that's in our league, and I'm sure they enjoy... Um, playing the older men in these games to probably get some, some good practice for season games and tournaments. It, it really does. It's just a great practice opportunity for the team to go out and get reps. You might've noticed too, that the team was doing uh, batting practice during the game in the cages. And oh, that's right. that helps, that helps give the, uh, the younger kids, uh, especially the first year players, a chance to get reps in a game when I was at the University of Windsor, uh, one of the things their uh, baseball coach said was, why aren't you getting better right now? When uh, to the guys who were on the bench, just sitting there watching the game. And that was a little hint, hint to go <laughs> in the back and start putting in reps. And, and that's what these games provide for our local youth talent. And uh, it's really cool that uh, you guys here at TGEM are helping alongside uh, the Hellcats as well as the Donuts to, to be a part of that. 
yeah, obviously Dodge, um, obviously Superior Dodge, and then uh, Superior Bakery. Uh, and I hopefully I'm correct on the donuts portion with Superior Bakery still sponsoring there, nonetheless. As I don't, we don't see fat on that roster, so if I'm incorrect, uh, my apologies. It isn't directly in front of me, uh, but that's what I know. So if I'm wrong, I'm sure somebody will comment on that. But nonetheless, it's great baseball to watch. And I've had some people ask, well, where can I watch the games, or can I watch them online? I wish we were <laughs> able to watch online. It is we are men's league until we play the Black Sox and we play a competitive team, of course, maybe one day. Uh, but if you really want to watch, come on, check out Strathclaire on Tuesdays, Thursdays, or um, also the, I guess we play the odd Sundays uh, as well. But if you want to, if you want a schedule, especially with the TGM Pandas, just check, uh, check out the schedule. You can check it on the, on the website of the league, but also uh, you can come message me through the gamesportshow.com or tgem on facebook or anywhere you can get a hold of me personally and i will get you a copy of the schedule if you want to come watch some good hardball and if you're thinking of playing message me as well you know i would love to play with guys that i know are good ball players but also they can they can use another team in there or another team can use some players so uh definitely give it uh, the chance if you are interested and went a little bit extra talking about some local ball but it's good to give some love to the black Sox organization here in the soup they're getting their season going obviously and then obviously the men's league baseball league is so exciting to watch and got to talk about myself a little bit okay I almost got in on the mound I do have pitching stats I have pitched a couple innings I have uh, four strikeouts but I've let four runs uh, so it's uh, I'm not as bad as Kevin Gosman was today for the Blue Jays on the mound against the Orioles but nonetheless it's uh, great to see myself pitching and we've talked about my pitching story here on the show already a couple times Connor so we don't have to get into uh, my pitching but you are my usual catcher and you're not there this year so uh, a little bit of an adjustment when someone else was behind the plate because they don't know my one-two combo <laughs> as well as you did <laughs> I miss it Dave I really do uh, but uh, yeah as you mentioned I'm, I'm stepping away from the game this year uh, focus on work uh, focus yes. on school but uh, yeah it, it's great to, to see you guys still out there uh, going at it yeah, it's fun. It's it's good to obviously be healthy and get active. Obviously, we're going to uh, talk more local as we proceed forward. That's with obviously the men's open league or talk about any league, even if there's a slow pitch tournament, some great action. I'll talk about it here on the show. It's fun. But uh, obviously, we want to give the extra local love to the Black Sox when they have news to provide as well. But nonetheless, we're going to transition now, Connor, to uh, some national sports perspective of baseball, the major leagues. Okay, now... What I want to talk about is I don't want we don't dive into games on this show in terms of dissecting games. It's right now it's June the 16th, 924 p.m. Uh, David and Connor talking strike zone. We're not going to dive into the Blue Jays loss this afternoon to the Orioles 10 2 we're not going to dive in uh, to active games that are currently going on like the Tigers and, uh, and the Rangers. Uh, we're not going to talk about the Phillies and, and Nationals. OK, there, we can talk about every game we want to do or blue in the face, but no, we're going to go into some more updated news pieces to tell you about and just some overall uh, notes around the major leagues that are worth bringing up in our perspective. And one thing I want to bring up, Connor, is that last weekend I was able to travel to Detroit. It feels nice to be able to go back into the United States. And I was able to watch the, uh, the Blue Jays and Tigers at Comerica Park. And it's not my first time at Comerica. It was my fiance's first time at Comerica. Uh, we had very good seats. We were sitting in the, it was the fourth row right behind the first baseline. So we were just, we were checking out Vladdy's rear end the entire game and uh, Torkelson's rear end the entire game uh, and good talents between Vlad and Torkelson. I think the Tigers got a special talent there with Spencer. Obviously the Jays have something special with Vladdy, uh, but being at Comerica park it was a beautiful day. The blue Jay fans were absolutely 
just invading the place. There was definitely more Jays fans than Tigers fans, in my honest opinion. Uh, it wasn't sold out in any by any means. I believe there was maybe eighteen thousand. I want to say eighteen thousand. I could be I could be wrong. I I don't remember exactly, but I remember seeing a lot of blue and light blue and white blue um, in terms of uh, the fans in the stands and the, the Tigers fans. When Blue Jay fans are cheering. It was, they, they weren't assholes about it. Uh, and also Gabriel Moreno was able to see his first game, uh, which is a highly touted prospect for the Jays. And he got his first major league hit and actually Tigers fans gave him a little ovation too, with the Jays fans are there. It was really cool to see uh, Connor. Obviously I believe you've been to Comerica park to see the Tigers. I'd be surprised if you haven't, but you know, the, what an atmosphere it is there at Comerica. I actually really enjoy that ballpark. Yeah, it's really pretty there. Uh, as you know, it's one of the more recently built stadiums as Old Tiger Stadium closed down in 1999. Uh, my dad actually went to, I think, either the last or the second last game at, at the old stadium um, wow. in its final months. So that must have been uh, really fun. I'd have to ask him more details about that story. But as you mentioned, uh, the Toronto Blue Jays fans took over the arena. And I think one of the best things to come out of that series was a Kevin Gosman tweet. Uh, I'm not sure if you stumbled upon it, but I it, sure did. <laughs> it blew up on Twitter. Kevin Gosman quote, not going to lie. I had no clue how close Detroit was to Canada. <laughs> I was shocked. We had so many blue Jays fans there. 18 K likes. Oh boy. <laughs> uh, Kevin Gosman, just so everyone knows. Uh, is from Colorado, okay, from uh, Centennial, I believe, is where he's from in the United States. Now, Colorado is obviously a different district, if you will, in the United States, but I was surprised he didn't know that. I don't know, and I'm not shooting jabs here to Gosman or to even the educational system in the state, so I don't want anyone hunting me down. Uh, but he must have not paid attention in geography class. <laughs> you know, like the, you think of Canada and the Great Lakes, everyone knows that, you know, you got to admit Toronto, you're going over the Great Lakes. You, you should know that you hop skip over the border. There's Detroit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, I was surprised. I, I it got a little kick out of it. I actually thought he was kidding, but he definitely wasn't. No, absolutely. I mean, let's be honest. The Midwest of the United States is a very, uh, stereotypically boring place to talk about, but uh, for all of us here in uh, Ontario, uh, Michigan's like our second home, right? So uh, to know that somebody like Kevin Gosman wouldn't know that a major metropolitan like Detroit is quite literally a border city surrounded by the Great Lakes, um, that, that's just a, a fun thing to chuckle about and uh, good for him for making us all laugh. And speaking of Kevin Gosman, he falls to five and six this year but has a just a, above a three ERA, if I looked correctly, good numbers, but great pitcher. There was a guy that hasn't didn't walk many batters until well into the beginning stage of the season. And when I saw him play at Comerica, cause that's who was playing when I was there, he walked three batters in an inning, <laughs> you know, he walked more batters in an inning than he almost did in the entire two months. Uh, but you know, they, the blue Jays did lose the game that I went to, but they won the other two. So, uh, pretty excited actually, cause I get to actually go to Milwaukee next weekend, uh, for the summer fest there and to see the brewers and Jays. And I haven't been to the American family, uh, park, the formerly Miller park, uh, in Milwaukee. The only time I've ever seen that stadium is when you watch the movie, Mr. 3000, very good flick. I'm sure you know what that is, uh, with Bernie Mac, but they, I'm just talking about ballparks, 
a little bit. I know you had uh, some stuff to bring up uh, probably actually there with the Tigers, but the, the ballparks in, in the major leagues, a lot of them have, you know, history, right? You look at Fenway park, like, never been want to that's on my bucket list to see Fenway Wrigley I've seen Wrigley been to Wrigley the Ivy it's it's amazing that is that is American baseball to a T all right that is the Americans pastime that is when I think of a ballpark and when your dad's taking a kid to a game as much as I love the Rogers Center I'm thinking Wrigley right that, that place is legendary uh, and any seat in that stadium is actually a pretty good view it's even if you're up in the nosebleeds uh, they're not that bad it's not like the Rogers Center when you're up in the nosebleeds uh, and a lot of good ballparks in the major leagues right we have newer ones new Yankee Stadium you have people that talk about well old Tiger Stadium and old Yankee Yankee stadium, how they were legendary cannot be replaced. And I couldn't agree more, but there is a lot of very beautiful ballparks. My, the Marlins has built a beautiful one. The Cardinals have a nice one at Bush stadium. You know, the, I've already mentioned the Cubs, uh, Colorado, very windy there, but a nice ballpark as well. Uh, when you're hitting Colorado, you're hitting dangers left and right. Uh, it, a lot of ballparks in the majors are just beautiful settings to be a part of Connor. And I know we haven't been to all stadiums in the major leagues, but I want to get your opinion on what you think is the most beautiful. I don't mean legendary or, or, or anything like that, but just in your opinion, what is the best ballpark in the major leagues? Oh my gosh. I don't know if I have the authority to, to stake out a strong opinion. Um, I, I think um, iconic wise, I'd have to go with Wrigley. Um, I'm kind of jealous that you've already been there. I, I, I definitely haven't. Um, but one stadium that I feel like I definitely want to check out uh, is Yankee Stadium uh, while the Red Sox are in town and just see the pandemonium, hopefully at a time where both teams are are fairly competitive. The Yankees, of course, are right now. Red Sox, not so much. But just hearing the stories that come out of that fandom uh, and especially in that park, um, it's the closest I think North American sports might have um, short of short of maybe like Cowboys football uh, and possibly Lakers basketball um, to the, the insanity that you see in European soccer stadiums. Uh, so I would like to go to Yankee Stadium during a Red Sox game and maybe a, like a postseason uh, competition run series, whatever you want to call it between those two clubs. Honestly, I, I couldn't agree more with wanting to see Fenway. Well, see Yankee Stadium, but I also want to see Fenway. But besides the two obvious ones to go check out for an atmosphere-wise, a ballpark that I'm really, uh, really wanting to check out, and people might get thrown off by this, but it's actually the Giants. Uh, for some reason, what I, I when I think um, of the Giants, okay, they when I when I grew up watching uh, the it was it's Oracle Park. So if anyone's wondering what it is. Uh, the Barry Bonds, right, hitting the water, right? And despite his storyline with Barry Bonds being what it is, there's a guy that hit the water or hit the water all the time. You had to splash people in the freaking canoes and the kayaks just fucking going insane and grabbing the uh, – it's just – I see that because as growing up, you know, you saw Sammy Sosa hit a bunch out of Wrigley, some acquired, some out of a um, – I believe it's still called Bush Stadium at that time. It could be incorrect – uh, but the, the Barry Bonds hitting out of in San Francisco, the, I just have that vision where I want to go sit where the home runs are hit and I want to either to try to catch a ball or if I don't, I want to see it go in the water and I want to see people go absolutely ape shit on each other. It's just, 
one of the ballparks that I want to check out more than Yankee Stadium and Fenway, which those are the top two to check out, as everybody knows. That side one that just has my, it's tickling my fancy, if you will, is definitely Oracle Park. Uh, it's just something about it. It's uh, also beautiful there in San Francisco. So it's, uh, you know, the weather is going to be nice normally, uh, very much so. So, Connor, I uh, don't know if that comment got you off by surprise, uh, but it's something just about, Thinking of Barry Bonds, man, you know, as much as he has the drama around him right now in terms of what he did when he played, that was something special to watch at the time still. Yeah, if you're ever in need of a good laugh, go check out Barry Bonds' baseball reference and look at his home runs uh, versus like his intentional walks, like his batting. It's just his numbers are superhero uh, level. And regardless of the roids, you know, he, he is the best hitter that the planet's ever seen, in my opinion, um, maybe yours as well. Yeah, honestly, like, and at the time, people, it wasn't as found upon as it is, is now. Like, we don't need to get into the steroid discussion. People may not like my comment, but I do agree that it's cheating, that people shouldn't do it. But at the same time, where was the education around it, right? I feel like we're even in the last five years, let alone 10, 20 years, that we have really exceeded uh, our knowledge with medicine and sports medicine and just uh, what's bad or what's cheating. And even at the time it was known as an enhancement, you know, the, the, the league has a little bit as much to blame for not monitoring it as much as they do now. That's, that's my fair opinion on it to be straight, but we don't have to get into the steroid conversation, even though we just kind of did you have uh, major league baseball just around the league, Connor, uh, kind of news and notes, the Jays had a tough loss today. Obviously, Hunjin Ryu goes down, you know, for the entirety of the season. Injury bug, this guy. You and I were talking about this uh, at the ball field when we were playing, or when I was playing and you were, I'll say, coaching. Uh, and you... No, 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 no. I was not, <laughs> I was not coaching. I was not doing anything. You're trying to teach me how to slide. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, you were hanging out with us. Um, you were just hanging out with us, catch up with the guys. And I know when we were talking uh, just about the show, we started talking about Ryu a little bit and how he's been a little bit of a band-aid and that's gonna it's not like I'm gonna say it's gonna hurt the Blue Jays a little bit but it hurts to lose an arm a a consistent arm in the rotation and I'm curious to know do you think the Jays have to do a little something to replace him or can they stick with uh, replacing him in-house per se with Ross Stripling Uh, I will okay Ross Stripling is a nice like band-aid fix I would love to see them make an addition at the deadline because as pitchers go, especially today's day and age, you're always one throw away from being on the IL for the next year and a half plus. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just the name of it. Look up any pitcher um, in the MLB and there's it almost feels like there's a 25 to 30% chance that uh, they've had some form of Tommy John or other sort of rotator cuff issue. Um, with how injury prone the position is, it's always good to load up. So even if they do have an in-house solution, I would recommend going out and trying to acquire more arms. Uh, Hunjin Ryu and his injury history kind of came with the territory. Even when he was younger with the Los Angeles Dodgers, the guy was on the IL quite a bit. Um, and you'd like to imagine that somebody with, um, you know, his his body composition would be able to support Um, taking tension off of his arm um, because he is a a bigger and stronger guy. But uh, sadly, when you generate that much power, uh, oftentimes uh, the human body just can't, can't handle it. And we're seeing it more and more uh, every single day. 
Honestly, you bring up a point about making a move for uh, like in the rotation. And there's a lot of teams that are, you know, looking um, to maybe move at the deadline that are a bit more like on a selling perspective. You can look at teams right now, just, and this is early in the season, we still have a hundred games to go, but you know, the reds are awful. The Cubs are struggling. Uh, the angels haven't been great, but I don't see them really being, they're starting to, they're two and eight in their past 10, but they're still a team that's going to battle in that division. So I can't see them really doing too much extra, but the nationals, I said, you have also the Rockies got off to a bad start, but the team that I kind of got my eye on if I'm the blue Jays and they've kind of can, uh, go check out the squad in terms of some man, uh, maneuvers that could make sense uh, is maybe the Washington nationals uh, because of some options that they do have. Uh, and in particular, you know, not Steven Strasburg. Okay. I want people to uh, get that out of their you know minds, uh, but maybe there's a guy like, and he's, he is 32 years old. Uh, he isn't doing fantastic this year uh, by, by any means, but, and honestly, I believe if I know correctly, I think he's actually three and eight this year and his ERA is actually in the sixes, if I know correctly, but Patrick Corbin, uh, there's a guy that I've looked at that kind of might be an affordable move. Uh, you also have someone who's a good arm in the bullpen, who's a veteran that might be good for the bullpen, Sean Doolittle. Uh, I feel like the Jays have a good bullpen. Uh, but, and they've actually been pretty good, uh, this year, except Yemi Garcia blew his recent outing. And I'm just not confident, uh, that this is the type of, um, type of bullpen uh, that's going to win you, um, is going to win you a, a world series. So I feel like Sean Doolittle uh, might be an option as well. So just picking out some names, you got to pick the teams that are lower in the standings and that have veterans. No, you're not going to go with the Cubs. Look at Marcus Stroman. That'd be cool, but we know that's not going to happen. Uh, but you got to look at maybe the NL. And if you are going to look at the AL, you're not going to go really look at anywhere else, but maybe the, the Royals and Tigers. And I don't think any of those teams are moving any uh, pieces that they have right now. And you're not going to trade within your own division normally. So I think the Blue Jays do need to replace Hunjin Ryu uh, and with somebody uh, that can come in and be a replacement uh, quickly for them. I don't think Ross Stripling's the answer, but maybe it's somebody who can share it by committee with Ross Stripling. Uh, and then in the playoffs, you can make a decision at, at that time. Uh, a diamond in the rough trade would be somebody that you can almost compare to a Marco Estrada. If you can bring somebody in that Estrada had as an impact when the 2015 uh, run for the Blue Jays, that'd be ideal, but they're not growing on trees. Those diamonds the rough type of guy. So, you know, I think you need to bring in somebody that can maybe split the duties with Stripling or at least take a fifth rotation up and give you a six strong innings from a, uh, from a professor kind of outlet uh, as a pitcher, somebody who is a veteran of the game and can keep the game, slow it down a little bit. It gets throw the ball for strikes, cause ground balls and give the blue Jays a chance to run away with their offense. Um, thought about that a little bit, Connor thought about that a little bit. I, I'm going to give you the floor on uh, what you want to bring up next. I'm kind of throwing you on the spot with it. No, that's okay. I, there's one thing that's been on my mind for a while and it's um, when are the tigers going to move on from their current general manager and, <laughs> and front office management. Um, poor Alavila, who seems like a great guy, um, realistically is in a situation now where not only is the team a complete disappointment on the field, but um, they have an owner who doesn't want to contribute too many dollars, not as much as his dad uh, in uh, Mr. Illich. 
Uh, and then sadly, uh, to finish off, the future isn't looking as bright as it once did, as most of the prospects that were in the farm system from trades that the Tigers made to offload some of their past all-stars. Uh, many of these rookies have either flamed out, retired, switched teams, you know, or, or the, the few that have survived and made it to the pros are either struggling uh, to be everyday major leaguers or um, simply haven't proven uh, where they are yet. Either way, we're not just one or two rookies having a good season uh, away from this Tigers team not being a dumpster fire and the bull or and aside from the bullpen being lights out, there there really isn't much to get excited about uh, if you're a Detroit Tigers fan. You know, maybe the, the Tigers should go after uh, Billy Bean. You know, you don't get him in the office. But no, jokes aside, uh, you have the Tigers that honestly, Connor. Watching them when I was there last weekend, Victor uh, Reyes, you know, I, they, you have Riley Green coming up. Uh, Mize, if he can ever stay healthy, Tommy John, was the second Tommy? No, it's his first Tommy John, I think. He just hasn't pitched in two years. Um, you have uh, Thorkelson, who I think is a gem. Uh, and out of speaking of gems, by the way, Idley Rutschman with the Orioles is going to be wild. I'm just going to flat out say that. But going back on point, the, the Tigers, I think, are in a position that they have the pieces. They, they truly do. Um, they, they, they have the pieces to build a youth around, almost like how the Blue Jays have with Guerrero, Bichette, and uh, Gurriel, and even T. Oscar when he was a bit younger when they started putting this together. And they just need to find those well-rounded players to complement these, uh, to, to complement these rookies. And you would think Miguel Cabrera would be a good fit uh, in terms of being that veteran presence. I don't think that's the answer for helping these younger guys uh, because, you know, Miguel Cabrera, uh, Miggy is a guy who DHs, you know, if not all the time on the field is a big, big hindrance on a lot of youth development. And that also carries over confidence for when they go into the on deck circle. You know, if they're struggling because of that play, if they're not, you know, if it's a former third baseman in college and they've moved him over to first base and he's struggling at it, just using examples, I'm not using anyone from the Tigers in particular, uh, but I feel like the Tigers could benefit from bringing in someone who is 31, 32 years old, like how the Jays brought in George Springer. I think that might be a little bit too expensive of an option because you did also mention the owner is really tight for the cash. He won't spend it. Uh, but I think that's what's going to help some of these young guys that are coming up with the Tigers that I am really optimistic about watching. And in future, in the future, I can't wait to go to Comerica to see the Jays and, and the Tigers again uh, when, you know, Jays guys are more higher up in their prime, but then the Riley Greens there, Torkelson's had more years in the league. I think the Tigers are on to something, but I think they're still missing some of those pieces that can really help these rookies get to that next level and make this team more competitive. And I don't think Avila is the, the answer. And heck, I don't think Billy Bean is the answer. <laughs> I, I think that you're going to have to go someone maybe off script, someone uh, that maybe was a, an executive, you know, before of a successful organization. You know, you can think of a lot of uh, teams that have been successful over the past few years, you know, despite being cheaters, the Astros, uh, you can always look at the Yankees. The Rays are always bringing up good management and good executives in their system. Uh, you can also look at the Braves. They've done really well. The Cardinals are another successful organization. I think they got to start looking at guys that aren't the name guys and maybe bring in someone who is a former type player uh, that could have that effect and understand uh, the principles of that, of the game a bit more than what Alvila could. Uh, but 
again, you're talking executive general manager type number, man. It's, it's a circumstance that I think the Tigers have to address from a, uh, from not only, I don't think it's the pieces that they have that are wrong. I think, I think they just need to add filling to the cake, if you will. Yeah. I don't want to be a hater. Um, I don't want to be the guy who says, blow it up, fire this guy, fire that guy. I mean, these are real people. I don't want to see anybody lose their job at the end of the day. It's a performance business. And uh, my question would be for people who would say not to move on from this front office, uh, if not now, when? Because realistically, it's easy to say, wow, Torkelson looks like a good prospect. I mean, he was the consensus number one overall pick. Wow, Casey Mize, um, Alavila nailed that one. It's like, yeah, at, at the end of the day, he was the consensus number one. Like these weren't controversial selections that ended up panning out. Um I mean, if you want to call a 180 batting average from Torkelson panning out, he's a slow starter and he's got lots of uh, room to improve. Um, so I, I'm not worried there. But w- what I am trying to get at is it's it's easy to get the number one overall picks right um, for the most part. What's troubling is that almost every single trade has turned out to be absolutely uh, worthless in hindsight. Um and uh, there, there's just really, uh, if we look at the signings as well, like those free agent additions that you alluded to, um, whether it be Erod for the pitching staff, who has struggled this year and is, is now off on leave, or Javier Baez, who just, you know, can't hit the broadside of a barn right now at the plate. Um, it, it's troubling, uh, <laughs> to say the least, the, the position that they find themselves in. So I, I don't know. The, the Tigers suck right now. Hopefully they won't suck for long. Um, but we've been saying that for seven years. Scott Nason and Butch Davis talk about the Tigers a lot on their, on the 1400 AM edition of the show and passionate. I'm sure that they, when they tune it in, because I know they particularly love all of our shows with here at Zoo Ontario. But when I, when we hear this, I'm sure Scott or Butch will have some messages because they're quite passionate about um, the Tigers itself, but they've admitted themselves like you have, it's uh, been a struggle and there was a bit more expectation this year. Maybe it's not be a world series contender by any means, but you know, to make a bit more, you know, excitement uh, in terms of uh, putting product on the field. But again, you know, when I was there, I saw them win and screwball. Uh, no, I didn't actually see uh screwball. I saw Bo uh, brisky uh, was actually pitching who actually had a pretty good outing for them at that time. He had a absolute shitty RA, uh, but he, he's, uh, he did good that game, of course. Uh, so I think the pieces could be there. They just need to uh, amend some of the pieces that are there and then add filling to the cake. And I know sports people know what I'm up. Uh, referencing uh with that but over the league uh around the league in baseball uh we are already at games we're over the 60 game point so aaron judge uh, is an absolute force already hit 25 home runs um he's broken a, a yankee record that was held uh remember the two names on my head here babe ruth and mickey mantle uh since hitting that many home runs in that amount of games uh the padres have been some good to watch so far this year which you know, I've talked with the Padres the last couple of years, so it's good that my uh, my prediction so far has been good about the Padres this year, but they did just absolutely beat the shit out of the Cubs. Uh, the Cubs have lost 10 in a row. They won their last game 19 to five. But when I look at the Padres and to see a team with swag, you know, it's almost a lot like the Jays or because you have Tatis, you have Machado, you got Cronenworth, uh, you got you got Eric Hosmer, that the potential being there with Nomar Mazzara, too, who was supposed to be a stud on the Rangers didn't work out. Uh, it's something special to watch with these with these Padres. And uh, there's a lot of good excitement around the league and baseball 
but the consistency that is con- that is concerning to me uh, is definitely the Blue Jays. You know, they're not playing as good as they should be, but they are second uh, in their division. And if the playoffs started today, uh, they would be in the playoffs. Uh, so <laughs> you just got to get in at times, right? That you just got to get in. Uh, but it's going to be, it's still a long season, but I'll say the team that surprised me the most that hasn't been being as successful uh, is for some reason, the Philadelphia Phillies. I just feel like they can't just, they can't get it going. They are eight and two in their past 10. Maybe this is the spark, but to be third in their division, not where really I expected them uh, this year. And a team that surprised me a bit this year, the guardians, the guardians right now are second in the AL central. Uh, they did just beat a, a beat both the Rockies and athletics um, in their previous series is against them. So again, teams that are uh, in the last in their respective divisions, but finding ways to win ball games is all that matters. So Connor, I don't know if you have any teams that have been a disappointment. Do you think besides the tigers uh, and a surprising team? Oh, well, I mean, you took my answer. <laughs> disappointing i'm i'm just a i'm a disappointed in general just with the state of baseball with the tigers um on on a happy note though speaking to to your padres I, i i feel like one of the coolest things ever is to um is to be early to be an early adopter in things you know whenever you hear about these tech billionaires that blow up or yeah, people who get in on stocks but uh, before they they shoot right up dave mckeg was was hot on the on the san diego padres before anybody was and just because they were uh, a little bit late to the party i i don't think we should take any credit away from you for for oh, calling that I appreciate one. that and i i just i i'm actually a fan of tatis man i think that guy is um got some swag but i'm not really a big fan of machado but i won't uh answer i just don't uh some about Machado. This is one of those guys you just want to, uh, when you play against him, you just want to beat him. But that's that that does that just makes him a good. He's a good ball player, right? The team is, I think, really well rounded. So it's good to see that they're starting to come into form, but still a long season left, right? Still a lot of uh, baseball to go, uh, and it's still early. Things can just happen and change overnight. An injury can just hinder a team and. The injury bug has hit the Jays to a degree, obviously with T. Oscar, now Hunjin Ryu, uh, the Tigers. They, I think they're missing their entire rotation by the sounds of it. Uh, and it's just been a thing that teams have to find a way around, but sometimes you can't help it when you're missing a good chunk. And I think Tigers fans have a lot to look forward to in the future. You probably want things now, but trust me, good things come to those who wait. It took the Jays 20 years uh, to get back into the playoffs. Um, you know, and it also the Tigers, I think were there in 2014 or is it 2012, 2012 when they were there last Connor, I can't remember when the Tigers last made the world series there when they lost, but I they, believe it was 2012. I think it was 2012. They at least they went that they've seen it recently. Uh, the Jays have had some success. Just let me tell Tiger fans. I know when I was sitting in Comerica Park, like holy fuck, this sucks. And I remember sitting uh, in the in the in the field, and they were beating us. And I know when Biggio came up, I went, "Oh my god, you are not like your dad at all." And I remember the t- <laughs> and everyone in the round me just started laughing. I guess it was a funny joke, but uh, the there there is times where you know you get upset your team and they're just not swinging it the way it is. Yeah, the Jays are winning right now, but the Tigers fans just have the patience, and that's what I'm telling you, Connor. Have the patience. It's probably been testy a little bit for you for the past you know decade or so or a handful of years plus, but things are going to change eventually. But I think it does have to start uh, from coming from within. So here on strike 
strike zone, we like to talk a little extra about the Jays and Tigers because obviously those are two closer teams. Milwaukee is close by, and I can't wait to go see them uh, next weekend against the Jays. That's going to be a very exciting ballpark to uh, put my rear end in the seats in and be a part of Summerfest. Even Justin Bieber's there for Summerfest. I might have to see if, you, if I get some VIP passes, some TGM media passes uh, to, to go see Justin Bieber. Uh, but uh, jokes aside, anyone who can go check out a ball game, Detroit, obviously the Rogers Center, but go to Comerica, get get in your car, go down and see it. Um, it's a great atmosphere to be a part of. Connor, we went a little bit extra with time today, but we went into a lot of variety of topics. We talked about local, we talked major leagues in terms of ballparks, Tigers, Jays, and a little bit of news, injuries, a little bit of wish list, team surprising, not. We went all over the map today, but that's fine. We kept the good flow going. So I want to give you... Um, Anything forward that you want to bring up uh, that we haven't chat about yet uh, before we get to the conclusion of the show? I, I just want to say the one great thing about having a favorite team that's terrible is that the tickets are cheap. So you best believe that I'll be trying to sneak over to Comerica Park as much as I can over the next year or so. And uh, knowing now that uh, you've got the itch to go see uh, Justin Bieber, I have to ask you one question. All the fans are dying to know. Have you tried Tim Biebs or the latest addition to the Biebs arsenal, the cold brew um, French vanilla at Tim Hortons? I can't believe I'm going to say that I actually, you know, I don't, I'm not a huge listener of the Biebs, but you know, there's actually been some new beats he's come up with that are very good. Uh, so I will say that in terms of answering your question, his Timbits and his Tim Biebs brew is absolutely unbelievable. I got it the first day. Uh, I remember driving on the way to work, uh, that it was the release day. I believe it came out on June uh, the second, which was a Thursday. Kind of looking at my calendar is when it came out and on my way to work, I stopped in. And I got myself a Beebs brew and I got the arsenal of Timbits and I went into work with the Timbits and the brew. And I waited to have a, a sip of that brew until I sat down at my desk. Okay. And I, when I had that first sip, my first words were holy fuck. <laughs> and in a good way, uh, they were really, it was, it's really good. I highly recommend uh, that uh, people get the the Beebs uh, to get the Tim brew there for the, I, what's it? I've, and I'm already forgetting what's called the Beebs brew, the Beebs brew. Yeah, I said I said in the drive through the other day, can I get a Beebs brew? And then I was so anxious, I started sweating. And I was like, uh, the 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 cold uh French vanilla and the person's like the French vanilla cold brew. And I was like, yes, that one, please. That one. Um honest, honest, I'll just start singing a song. It's gotta be honest when you want it, Connor. Okay. That's true. That's true. Be true to yourself, be true to your wants, go out and get them. Yeah. And and life will uh give you lemonade. <laughs> I was going to say, you know, I was going to start singing, loving and fighting, accusing, denying, you know, got to hold on, you know, but that one was by Cord Overstreet. I almost, when I was thinking of, of, uh, of another for the Justin Bieber one. Okay. Obviously, you know, you can call me if you need someone. Okay. So Connor, you can call me if you need someone uh, to go have a brew, uh, a cold brew with you. Okay. I appreciate that, Dave. And if I was your boyfriend, I'd never let you go. <laughs> Oh my God, Bieber. He's going to tweet at us no, or tweet Instagram, whatever. But no, nonetheless, Bieber uh, is at Summerfest. So if anyone's looking for something to do next weekend and they want to jump in the car, drive on down to Milwaukee uh, because uh, I've never been, but their Summerfest is off the chains and the Jays are there. So be very exciting to watch. Now, if there's anything you want Connor and I to talk about, don't hesitate to message me and let me know. Uh, and also you can comment below while you're liking and subscribing to Game Sports Show and TGM. Uh, if you want us to bring up any additional topics, you know, we follow a very similar 
particular layout of agenda, but we always have different content and we always plan for 25 minutes, but it goes for 35 or 40 because it's just the way that we go. If we didn't have an aimer, then we probably would just talk for hours because Connor and I uh, can do that. Now, Connor, I want to say thank you, my friend. Uh, we're going to get to the uh, sign-off portion of, of the show. Now, this is our strike zone edition on June the 16th. Typically, we do shows on, on the holiday weekends. Uh, but does that mean we're going to have one Canada weekend? I don't know. I maybe have a couple of celebratories. Uh, but I'm thinking that we plan to have our next edition within, within the next couple of weeks, either right before Canada Day or right after. What do you say? Yeah, that sounds great to me, Dave. We'll figure something out. Yeah, we always do. And now, are you going to spare for a game, though, before you go? I don't I don't know if I can fit it into my schedule I already looked um I think during your next game I'm supposed to have um like a family get together for like a going away thing so uh, you know it's it's not looking too good right now but you guys know um that I I I hope uh everything stays fun out there on the field oh three and oh t-gem pandas three and oh that's a pretty good uh, ring to it. This could be the year, Connor. Could be the year, my man. Could be the year. Could be the year, just like we've been saying in Toronto. Uh, but jokes aside, uh, one thing I got to say that's outside of baseball really before I officially sign off, I watched the movie Hustle on Netflix with Adam Sandler. I don't know if you've seen it yet, Connor, or if you plan to, uh, but I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, obviously, but the movie was so good. And the reason why I thought about it is because I had a notification come up about it on my computer here. And what an amazing movie. Those are the type of movies I'd like to see Adam Sandler in more often. So if anyone's thinking about watching a good flick tonight, besides catching up on the Obi-Wan Kenobi series on Disney Plus, uh, Disney, you can send me the check at any time, then Netflix. Uh, but, you know, maybe if you're looking to check in on a movie, I recommend Hustle. It is a sport type movie, but it doesn't have that sport type feel. It has more of Rocky vibes. And I'm not saying it's Rocky because Rocky is one of my favorite movies of all time, but it has those vibes. That's different. If no one knows what vibes mean, well, just give it a Google. It means it has that feel like it's like a, you feel like you're watching an inspirational Rocky movie. So I recommend uh, that you watch Hustle. So, Connor, if you haven't, when you're done recording here with me today, I recommend that you pop open a cold one or pour a nice glass of water and watch that tonight. Thanks, Dave. I, I think that at this point, we should just migrate the strike zone into a full pop culture show, because I feel like you and I could just go off for days on um, whether or not uh, the spoiler alert for Obi-Wan Kenobi viewers, whether or not people can survive lightsaber stabs. Um, Liam Neeson, Qui-Gon Jinn and Phantom Menace uh, is, is crying in the club right now because he dropped like a sack of potatoes in that first Star Wars movie getting stabbed through the stomach. And yet apparently everybody can survive everything now in Star Wars. So I don't know, man. <laughs> I, Star Wars is a, you got Tahiti uh, Wahidi doing the next Star Wars films. Okay. So anything can happen, my man. Anything can happen, but we're going to conclude strike zone here. We like to have our fun chats on your Connor. We will have the next one likely within the next couple of weeks, either right before or right after candidate for sure. And I'm sure we'll have a lot of updates to get into as there'll be a good chunk of games played there. Uh, overall, Connor, what I'll say is I'd like to give a thumbs up to the league so far this year. It's been a lot of excitement overall. Okay. Like the league has been pretty evenly matched, but hitting has definitely gone, uh, unless you're Aaron Judge, I feel like hitting has gone down this year. Um, and unless you're, the, I guess, the Tigers pitching staff <laughs> or the Nationals pitching staff. Uh, but I feel like this year, last year, we saw more runs. It's been more 
especially watching Blue Jay games, run one run games. So, but I give a thumbs up overall to the League of Baseball. It's been exciting to watch. Connor, thanks again, my friend. We will talk soon. And I want to make sure I remind listeners, hit like, follow, and subscribe and all the Game Sports Show and TGM platforms. Uh, We have a special edition upload coming up with the Game Sports Show uh, with the one only Justin Pogge. I know a lot of Leaf fans are going wow. I know a lot of Leaf fans are going to be waiting for that one uh, because guess what I did talk to him about Toronto and he did provide some good detail about the Toronto Maple Leafs. So if you want to know about the guy that Toronto kept over Tuka Rask, I'll say it. I told him that's how I was going to promote it. And he laughed. Uh, then you can check that out. Okay. Justin Pogge, great guy though. All right. And he had a quite a great season. It was pre-recorded and it was recorded before the season started, but everything is still relevant content because all about Justin Pogge in the background. Uh, he had a pretty interesting season where we also got in a little bit of a fight this year. So uh, pretty good content for Justin Pogge. So make sure you get prepared for that upload. We also had many uploads this week with 1400 AM. Uh, we we also had our top shelf edition of the preview of the Stanley Cup Finals. We obviously got Strike Zone here that you're tuning into. Lots of great content as always. So make sure you hit like, follow, subscribe on uh, for the Game Sports Show uh, and for the T Gem Network uh, YouTube channel where we also have uploads on there from the uh, from the Nordic Institute from the Packsack Project and also the Bitter Rivals Podcast. Scott Gentano and Avery, those guys bring some fire editions. So we got so much stuff that you can listen to. And if you want to be a part of T Gem or if you're doing a podcast and want it on an avenue or a platform don't hesitate to reach out to myself or anyone on the game sports show staff or the tgem staff with the content and we will help you uh, get your content aired okay i'm here to remind you keep your stick on the ice swing your bats catch your touchdowns turn your threes and shoot your shots booyah